friends, today we are going to be reading Psalms 40. As always, before we begin, let us go ahead and pray over the word that we will receive today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the day that you've given us. We thank you for the people in our lives, and we thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you pour down in our lives. We pray, Lord, for your knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to be able to grasp the word that we're about to receive today to put it to work into our own lives, and to be able to share this word with whoever needs to hear it. Help us, Lord, to bear the fruits of your Spirit in all that we do, and allow us to be a beacon of light for your love, kindness, grace, and mercy. Holy Spirit, guide us in each and every step today, and help us to understand the truth behind today's message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so today I have my beautiful cousin with me. Her name is Teresa. So she is going to be reading with me and asking any questions, and I'm going to answer her. So this psalm is titled, For the Director of Music of David, a Psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust into him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us, none can compare with you. Were I to speak, to tell of your deeds, they will be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Then I, here I am, I have come, it is written about me, and the, in the scroll, I desire to do your will, my God, your law is within my heart. I proclaim your acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me, for troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice, rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say the lord is great but as for me i am poor and needy may the lord think of me you are my help and my deliverer you are my god do not delay okay teresa do you have any questions over any of this so when we were reading the chapter um there is one part of it where it says um he put a new song in my mouth a hymn to praise our god May we see and fear the Lord and put the trust in Him. Is that like a, like for we have to pray, for we can, you know, 
know that he's around our presence so that our prayer is heard. So in verse 3, um, he's actually talking about worshiping God. And um, the way that we worship God is by thanking him for everything that he's done. So in that way, God would be blessing him so much that he has a lot to praise over. So whenever it says, bless the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods, is that like saying we shouldn't idolize famous people and we shouldn't idolize the people we watch on TV and the only person we should idolize is God? But also, it says, who do not look to the proud. Does that also mean people who think too highly of themselves that we should not look into, to like, look up to? Right, so people that are proud... We should not give in to their feelings because they see themselves above us. They see themselves above everybody when we know that nobody is above everybody except God. Right. And in this first part of it, it says, blessed is the one. So whoever does these things is blessed by God and they will see his favor in their life. Okay, so the blessed, where it says, blesses the one, is the one who looks to God, and so the other false gods that everyone chooses to follow, um, he's the only one that could lead onto God and doesn't see all the other stuff that everybody else is following because God is by him, and he knows that the only one above all of us is God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Alright, and the one where it says, sacrifice and offering do not desire, but you have opened my ears. Burnt offerings and sin offerings. Exactly what does he mean, sin offerings? Is it like we're washing ourselves from the sin and we are, like, uh, what is it called? Um, Repenting? So before Jesus got crucified, Mm -hmm. every year they would do, during the Passover, they would sacrifice the most perfect lamb that they had. It had to have no imperfections, and that would cleanse them of their sin so it'd be called a sin offering but when jesus got crucified then we didn't need a a sin offering anymore because jesus could um satisfy that for all eternity and then another one is i proclaim your saving acts in great assembly i do not seal my lips lord as you know so is that saying that no matter what evil people are doing like we rebuke that because we're saying the lord like we we rebuke that and then the lord in the name of jesus and stuff is that also so a lot of people that follow god a lot of christians they will downsize what god has done for them to avoid confrontation because there are a lot of people that don't believe in god so they will either say very little about what God has done for them, or they will just not say anything at all. But here he's saying, I'm going to tell everybody about everything that you've done for me. And then it says, I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness for the great assembly. Does that mean that no matter who's around or um, who he's with, he's not ashamed that he's with God and that he believes in them and that he's there for them. Exactly. Yes, so God actually gives us this love for him in our hearts when we come to him. And we are meant to spread that love to everybody that we can. 
even if we try our best to spread the word of God as well. Mm-hmm. Is that like another way of saying that? Spreading his love and his word and his mercy because a lot of people see God as this very strict person that would never allow them to do any of the things that they've done in their past and they would never be forgiven for it. But we know that's not true. But we also can get too stuck into the worldly stuff or then we'll forget about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then it says, My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. Is that also like another thing of like we care too much about the worldly things that we forget that Jesus is there for us because we got lost in the worldly stuff? So remember I was telling you about um, my drinking. Whenever I would drink too much and the next morning I would wake up and I would feel ashamed. This is hand in hand with that like whenever he would sin his sins became so heavy on him that he would think that he was a failure and that he could never be more than what the devil was telling him that he was which is a failure but here he's saying um my sins are too much and they're more than the hair of my head and he asked god to save him from that and then this says, may those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. Does that mean like somebody who's like mocking me or making fun of me should feel shameful for the way that they are towards me when I'm trying to live in the world of God? Exactly. And then it says, but as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help. You are my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. So does that mean that if we pray to God and tell him that we are in so much need of him that we need, like we want him in our heart and we want him to be in our lives, is that like some, like the saying, I am poor, I am needy for needing him so that he can help us overcome whatever it is that we're going through, but also want to be in the presence of the Lord? Yes. So um, God asks us to humble ourselves because there should be nobody above God. And some Pharisees and Sadducees back in the day, they would exalt themselves rather than exalting God. And everybody just put them up on this high pedestal. But here David is telling him, I'm not that person. I'm poor and I'm needy and I need you. So then he becomes rich into God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is Psalm 40. I hope that you guys enjoyed this message. I hope it reached whoever it needed to. And till next time.